The National Broadcasting Company presents Joel McRae in Tales of the Texas Rangers. Tonight, transcribed from Hollywood, another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. Texas, more than 260,000 square miles. And 50 men who make up the most famous and oldest law enforcement body in North America. of the Texas Rangers come these stories based on fact. Only names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. Case for tonight, Conspiracy. It is 2 p.m. the afternoon of October 17, 1926. Captain Clint Stinson of Texas Ranger Company B is seated in his office. Across the desk from him sits a woman sobbing bitterly. <laughs> they killed him, I tell you. They shot him down in cold blood the way they shoot a dog. <laughs> now, get a grip on yourself, Mrs. Wendell. Oh, help me. Please help me. Ed was a good man. Our baby's only seven months old. Now Ed is dead, and the man who killed him is walking the streets of Crescent as though nothing happened. Crescenta? Yes, in Ames County. That's where I came from. I see. Some pretty funny things have been happening in Ames County. Who was the man who killed your husband? A man named Ray Thorpe. It happened four days ago. But he wasn't even arrested. The grand jury said that according to the evidence, he killed Ed in self-defense. Any witnesses testified to that? Yes, three of them. But they were lying. They were lying. My Ed never carried a gun in his life. Are you sure of that? A wife doesn't always know. I knew. Why can't you help me? What kind of a world am I living in? What kind of a world am I bringing my baby up in when his father could be killed without anybody even lifting a hand? <laughs> now, now, just take it easy, Mr. Wendell, please. Yes, Captain. Get me a sheriff porch at Crescenta in Ames County. Yes. What are you calling him for? I want to help you, Mrs. Wendell, if there's anything that calls for help. You won't get the truth in Sheriff Porch. You said yourself that funny things are happening in Ames County. Funny things are liable to happen in any county where there's a big oil strike. Drifters and floaters crowd in. You can't always condemn a sheriff for what happens. <laughs> you mean it's just too bad if a man gets murdered. I didn't say that, ma'am. Yes. Sheriff Porch, Captain. Go ahead. Hello. Hello, Captain Stinson. How are you? Fine, Sheriff. I'd like a little information. Sure thing. What about? man named Ed Wendell, shot and killed in Crescenta by a man called Ray Thorpe. Well, ain't much I can tell you, Captain. Thorpe killed Wendell in self-defense. Wendell's always been, well, sort of a hothead troublemaker. Started a fight with Thorpe and pulled a gun on him. Thorpe had to kill him to save his own hide. I understand there were witnesses. There sure were three of them. And one of the three was my deputy. Open and shut case. I see. Well, thanks, Sheriff. Just checking. Uh, what brought the case to your mind? Uh, you have, uh, some sort of a complaint? Wendell's wife thinks he was murdered in cold blood. Well, Captain, you know women. Can't believe anything wrong about the men, folks. That happens. Thanks, Sheriff. Anytime. Goodbye. Goodbye. You don't have to say anything. I know what he told you. Mrs. Wendell, I'm sorry, but there's nothing much I can do. He left the house smiling, waving to the baby. And he never came back. They wouldn't even let me see him again after he was killed. What's that? <laughs> Mrs. Wendell, are you telling me that you never saw your husband's body after he was dead? No, they wouldn't let me. They said it was a law because of the way he got killed. There's no law like that. Are you sure you're telling me the truth? Why would I lie to you? You never saw the body. No, I tell you. They buried him in the county cemetery the day after he was killed. Do you know if an autopsy was performed? No, I don't know. 
I see you. Mrs. Wendell, if I can get an order to have your husband's body exhumed, will you give your permission? Yes, but... Oh, they won't let you do it. They're not going to know it's being done. Yes, Captain? Put out a call for Jace Pearson. Tell him to report to me immediately. And bring Steve Clark in, too. Then get me headquarters at Austin. By late afternoon, Captain Stinson had a magistrate's authorization to exhume the body of Ed Wendell. Later the same night, Texas Rangers Jace Pearson and Steve Clark, accompanied by a medical examiner and Mrs. Wendell, were at the Ames County Cemetery, three miles from the county seat at Crescenta. Box lid is almost clear, Jace. All right, Steve, hold it. See if we can get the top off now. Want to flash that light down here, Doc? Oh, yeah, sure, Jace. Mrs. Wendell. Yes? Maybe you better go wait in the car, ma'am. No, I'm all right. She'll have to identify the body anyhow, Jace. I guess you're right. All right, Steve, let's get the cover off. Right. Yeah, that's got it. Just lift it up over the edge of the hole. Yeah. Yeah. The body's completely covered with a sheet. Yeah. We'll lift it out to you. I got this in. All right, lift. Yeah. Yeah. I can get a hold now. Yeah, I'll help you. All right, that does it. Boost me, Jason. I'll pull you up. All right. All right, now grab my wrist. Got it. Hey, we'll have to replace the cover and shovel the grave in again. We can do that as soon as Mrs. Wendell identifies the body. I hate to ask you like this, ma'am. It's all right. I know he's dead. What can it matter? Uh, Jase, you got a pocket knife? Have to slit this sheet. Yeah, here, Doc. Yeah. Well, Mrs. Wendell? Yes. <laughs> Don't look anymore, ma'am. You better take it to the car, Steve. Come on, ma'am. There's nothing more you can do. Just a sheet on him. Didn't even bury him with his clothes. It wasn't even embalmed. There's something strange here, Jace. Here, let me roll the body over. Pull that sheet down further. Sure. No marks in the head and the chest. Uh, here. Here's what we're looking for. Yeah. This man was shot, all right. Shot in the back. <laughs> The medical examiner took the body into the funeral parlor and Steve Clark took Mrs. Wendell home. It was after 2 a.m., but what I had to do couldn't wait. I located the home of the county attorney, Lou Morrison, in a ranch about 10 miles out of Crescenta. I got him out of bed. Oh, what's on your mind this time of night, Ranger? Official business. Seems to me you could have waited and come to the courthouse in town in the morning. A few men I'm after might be disappearing from town by morning. I had to wake you up. I need some warrants. Warrants? Somebody in Crescenta? Yeah. The first one for a man named Ray Thorpe. On what charges? The murder of Ed Wendell. Thorpe killed Wendell in self-defense. He's already been exonerated by the grand jury. Look, Mr. Morrison, I've just come from the cemetery. We exhumed Wendell's body. The body can't be exhumed without an order? We had an order from a magistrate at the other end of the county. And Wendell's body proves Thorpe couldn't have killed him in self-defense because Wendell was shot in the back. That's impossible. Did you see the body before he was buried? Well, no, I didn't. But but there were witnesses. The witnesses lied. Mr. Morrison, I want a murder warrant for Ray Thorpe. All right, Ranger. You seem to have some evidence. I'll go into my office and write them up. You can get Judge Padgett to sign them. Thanks. I'll have to dress. You, uh, said that you... You wanted several warrants. That's right. Three more beside Thorpe's. For who? For the witnesses who claimed that Thorpe shot in self-defense. On what charge? That's a funny question from a county attorney. A charge of perjury before the grand jury. I got the warrants, but Morrison's attitude told me they weren't going to be easy to serve. I'd arranged to meet Steve Clark at an all-night cafe in Crescenta. He was waiting there. Get the warrants? Yeah. 
Jace, there's something funny about this town. It smells to high heaven. And say that again. There's more to this than just a murder. The county attorney didn't want to cooperate. And one of Thorpe's witnesses is a deputy sheriff. Yeah, it looks like the law is trying to cover Wendell's death. And I think I found out why. Yeah. Mrs. Wendell spilled it when I was taking her home. Said that her husband was planning on having some kind of a meeting at his house on the night of the day that he was killed. She say what kind of a meeting? Yeah, it's about the county elections coming up next month. What about them? Uh, Sheriff Porch and County Attorney Morrison are both running for re-election, but nobody's running against them. Both unopposed candidates? Yeah, that's why Wendell called a meeting. He didn't like it. He was fixing to stir the town up for a writing vote. How come Mrs. Wendell didn't mention that before? I guess it didn't seem to have any connection with her husband getting killed before. You finished with your coffee? Yeah. Let's get those warrants served. This town's going to get awful hot. Sharp works on a ranch out beyond the oil fields. I'll go out there and pick him up while you... Hit the ground, Steve! Where'd it come from? Caught a flash from the corner across the street. There's something moving in the shadows there. Let him have it! He's mounted, Jason! He cut through the alley, the fields behind town. Can't get a shot at him now. Come on, let's get our horses out of the trailer. Right. Keep back, everybody. Keep Keep back. back! Come on, Sharky. Come on, Sharky. Come on. Come on, Lord. Come on. Get up. Get up. Get up. There he is, Jace, topping the rise. Not going to go far. His horse is breaking stride. Looks like he's gone lame. Yeah, I must have picked up a stone. He'll have to leave him soon. He's out of sight now. Be careful after we cross the rim. He may run on foot and keep going, or he may drop into cover and try and pick us off. Anyway, he wants to play is all right with me. Now, here's the top of the rise. Hunch low in your saddle. There's his horse, Jace. No rider. Yeah, he's dismounted. Pull up fast and drop. Whoa, whoa, Charlie. Whoa, Longhorn. He's in that clump of mesquite. Yeah, I know it. Keep flat. The moon touches the top of that brush beside you. Reach over and nudge it. Draw fire. Right. Get him? I don't know. The skeet seems bent over like there's some weight on part of it. Crawl toward it. Keep your gun ready. Better stay a few feet apart. No sign of movement. We'll know in a minute. I can see a boot sticking out of the mesquite. Must be laying out flat. He's hit all right. We can get up. trouble with him, Jason. Right between the eyes. <laughs> Some shot for hitting a man you couldn't see. I knew he was firing a rifle. He had to be drawn a sight, so I just fired a little above and to the right of the flash. Wonder who he is. We'll find that out later. Better get his horse. We'll have to lead him back. Yeah. Easy, boy. Easy now. Come on, we'll fix where it hurts. Turn him a little, Steve. Let the moon hit this side of his saddle. Yeah. Around, boy. What do you see? couple of letters burned into the leather. Yeah, it looked like initials. A-R-T. Yeah, R-T. I guess we can tear up that warrant for Ray Thorpe. You are listening to Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. We continue now with tonight's case, Conspiracy, an authentic story from the files of the Texas Rangers. It was sunup when we got back to the main street of Crescenta. The town was waking up for the day, and shopkeepers and morning crews headed for work in the oil fields followed us to the funeral home. I was unstrapping Thorpe's body from my saddle when Sheriff Porch came through the crowd. Let me through here. Let me through. Well, howdy, Rangers. Howdy. Hello, Sheriff. Uh, see, you got Thorpe all right. About time somebody got him. Yeah, I know. County attorney told me what you found out. Could have knocked me over with a feather. I'll bet. All right, Steve, grab his feet and let's carry him in. Right. Uh, I'll get the door for you. Put him down there. All right. Sure is heavy. Tried to fight it out, huh? Tried to ambush us, you mean. And somebody better explain how he knew we were after him. Reckon you can blame me for that, Ranger. What do you mean by that? County attorney called me right after Judge Padgett signed your warrants for you. 
I knew where Thorpe was hanging out when the hot spots outside the town. Thought I'd go out and pick him up for you. When I told him you was after him, he sort of caught me off balance in Bolden. Kind of convenient, Sheriff. Especially since you let him out once before. After he'd shot a man in the back. I didn't know that. I never looked at Wendell's body. I, well, I was homesick. My deputy handled the case. Same deputy that said Thorpe shot in self-defense? Yeah, same one, Joe Slade. I got a warrant for him, too. I know. That's why I got him locked up in the jail right now. You're getting mighty cooperative, Sheriff. Well, Slade was right with me when I heard you wanted him. I know my job. I'm trying to help you. How about the other two witnesses Thorpe had? Rollo Kane and Arthur Sampson. I still got warrants for them. You'll find them out in the oil field, I reckon. They got two operating wells and they're drilling a third. Just past the old stockade north of town. You'll need horses. The road's too muddy for a car. I'll ride out with you. Thanks, but we can handle it. You need a rest. You've been working too hard. They're not drilling, Jace. They're just pulling the drill stem out of the hole. Yeah, probably jumped a pin on the bit. Funny thing, Kane and Samson being mixed up in this Wendell killing. You think a couple of oil men with producing wells would be on the side of the law? Something behind this we haven't hit yet, Steve. Man by the tool shed's watching us. Oh, yeah. Doesn't seem to be doing much work. Maybe he's one of our boys. Won't take long to find out. Be able to ask him in a second. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, boy. Whoa, whoa, boy. Howdy. Hello. Like to talk to you for a minute. Mind telling your crew to knock off? Sure thing. Hold it, boys. Cut far. Ah, what's on your mind? What's your name? Kane. Rollo Kane. Arthur Sampson around? That's him. Up on top of the dirt, greasing the crown chip. What's the matter down there, Rollo? Tell him to come on down. All right. Rangers want you to come down. Uh, send a hook up for me. Uh, just a second. Look. What's this all about? I got warrants for you and your partner. Oh? What for? Perjury before the county grand jury. <laughs> you must have the wrong names, Ranger. I never testified for a grand jury. Who are you trying to kid, mister? Records will show whether you did or not, so if you didn't, you got nothing to worry about. Now get your partner down here. All right. All right, boys, send a hook up. Look, you uh, mind if I get my coat... It's right there in the two shed. Go ahead. I can watch you. All right, thanks. Get out, Jake! Oh. Cut that power. Hey, drive clamps fell from the top of the derrick. Yeah. Hit right where we were standing. Thanks for the push. Yeah. Hey, you you heard, Rangers? That come close to being a nasty accident. It came close to being nasty, but I don't think it was close to being an accident. What do you mean? You know what I mean, Kane. Pretty convenient time for you to step into that tool shed. I'm just lucky, Ranger. Starting right now, your luck's running out. All right, Samson. You can climb down. Sorry that happened, Ranger. I just knocked it off reaching for that hook. If anything else falls from that, Derek, you're going to come with it. Oh, come on now. Climb down. All right, climb down. No. Man can't be too careful if he wants to live, Ranger. These oil fields can be dangerous. There's something else can be dangerous, too, Kane. Something you're going to find out about. Yeah? What's that? Breaking the law in the state of Texas. We herded Kane and Sampson back to Crescenta and marched them into the jail. All right, boys, step in. Go ahead, I'll see you right to the cell. Uh, you know the law, Ranger. Gotta check your guns here in the office if you come inside the cell block gate. Unbuckle them and hang them in the cabin. All right. I want to talk to your deputy, Joe Slade, anyhow. Steve, you better take care of the horses. Right, well, I'll meet you. Well, we can eat at the cafe in about an hour. Okay, Chase, I'll see you later. All right, Sheriff. Go on, Kane, move. You too, Samson. All right. You know, you're not going to keep us here long, Ranger. We'll see. Your charge won't stand up. Into the tank with Slade. Was wondering when I was going to get company, Sheriff, if I knew you wouldn't let your star deputy die lonesome. Shut up, Joe. Get out of the gateway and let these men in, Slade. For sure, Ranger, sure. Come in, fella. I want to talk to you, Slade. Why, sure. You're Jace Pearson, ain't you? 
You got a reputation for being pretty good with the gun. I'm still alive. Why did you lie to the grand jury? Me? You got the wrong boy, Ranger. Oh, it's my office phone. You gonna give me the same story I got from your two pals? That's right, Ranger. Same story. Sure. Slade never appeared before the grand jury either. It's all your imagination, Ranger. If the three of you have one brain to go around, you'll tell the truth. You're not in here without evidence. The grand jury records are being subpoenaed. Listen to the man, fellas. He knows all about the law. You're in for a few surprises, Ranger. A few big surprises. Seeing the three of you sent to Huntsville isn't going to be a surprise to me. A Ranger. Yes, Sheriff. What? Oh, I see you got a gun, Sheriff. You're not supposed to bring a gun past the cell block gate either. It won't do no harm. You don't make me use it. You see, Ranger? Surprises, like I said. Back away from that cell gate, Ranger. All right. Now you get in there with him. What's the idea? You're under arrest by order of the county attorney. For what? For the murder of Ray Thorpe. The sheriff was showing his colors openly now. He was part and parcel of all that was crooked in Ames County. I was dumped into a cell with three men who would gladly kill me if I gave him the chance. Don't stay off in the corner by yourself, Ranger. That's far enough, Slade. I'm keeping this side of the cell for myself. Don't come past the middle, any of you. Who's going to stop us? Sheriff is gone for the day. Yeah, and since I'm in here, thanks to you, there ain't nobody on guard. I didn't come to this town alone, you know. If you're counting on help from that other ranger, don't get too happy about it. Probably somebody breathing down his neck right now, just like we're breathing down yours. Be too bad if you got to brooding about the way you killed Thorpe. Sheriff forgot to take your belt away, you might hang yourself. You got real broken up. Sure. I might even stab myself with this. He's got a knife. Lousy pocket knife. You think you're going to scare three of us with that? No, not three of you. But I'm figuring it's good enough to scare one of you, the one who comes at me first. You better get together and figure out which one of you it's going to be, because he's the one who's going to get killed before I do. sleep. I had to watch every move they made. There was no sign of Steve Clark. In the morning, the sheriff came in. He took Kane, Samson, and Slade out for the arraignment before the judge. But when he came back, he didn't bring them back with him. Here's some food for you. Stop playing, Sheriff. You know I'm not going to eat anything you give me. Suit yourself. You may be here a long time. Longer than most of your prisoners stay. What happened to them? If it's any of your business, Judge Paget released him. No evidence. You call grand jury records no evidence? Seems like the grand jury records have been misplaced. I suppose the county attorney took care of that. This town's going to come down around your ears, Sheriff. You can't... What's that? Maybe what I've been expecting. What happened to Steve Clark? Well, how, how should I know? You mean you don't know whether your men got him or not? Well, you couldn't have gotten away. Watch your hurry, Sheriff. All right, now, keep your hands away from that gun cabinet, Jerry. Captain Stinson. Jake! I'm all right, Steve. Have you out in a minute, Jace. Take the keys, Steve. You can't let him out. He's my prisoner. We've got a writ for him. And to keep the record straight, Sheriff, you're mine. Howdy, boy. Glad to see you, Steve. I was afraid you caught one in the back. Uh, no, not quite. They tried to take me after I left here, but I got away on Longhorn, not run them. Had to ride cross-country most of the night to get to a phone. Let's go. we got a lot to clean up. Yeah. Captain's got a lot of information on what there is to clean up. Yeah, I sure have. Things that Porch could have told you, Jace. Porch is a rich man, aren't you, Porch? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about bank accounts all over the state. Big, fat accounts belonging to you and to County Attorney Morrison and Judge Paget. I've been checking on you for two days. You can't prove nothing wrong about that. Yes, we can, Sheriff. We've just come from the courthouse. Your friends didn't have time to burn all the records. You're getting a little pale, Sheriff. It was just business, that's all. Nice business. You and others like you forming a combine to rob the people of this county. We can convict you on 50 conspiracy counts, along with complicity in Wendell's murder. But killing Wendell wasn't my idea. Morrison ordered it when Wendell started to raise a fuss about the administration. That's all I wanted to hear. Jace, you and Steve go after Morrison. He's not in town. 
Must be at his ranch. What about the others? Uh, we had a shooting match with Samson and Kane as we left the courthouse. They were making a run in the car. Some of our boys took him to the hospital for patching up. Mm. How about Joe Slade? No trace of him, but I got a hunch we'll find him with Morrison. Morrison's accounts show Slade's on his payroll, probably burning more papers out at the ranch. Let's go. On the ride to County Attorney Morrison's ranch, Steve Clark gave me the insight on the gigantic racket that had been working in Ames County. Yeah, Jace Catton dug it all up. When the oil strike came, Morrison's crowd bought up county land at auction, but no auctions were actually held. Of course, Morrison and his pals didn't take the land in their own names. They turned it over to men like Kane and Samson, strong-arm boys who'd give them a kickback. But there must have been some of the townsmen known what was going on. Uh, sure they did, but they were scared stiff. Didn't always take force to do it either. How can you fight a crook when he's in control of the law you had to fight him with? A couple of men who wanted to run for office were beaten out of the idea. That's why Morrison and Porch had no opposition. There's Morrison's ranch up ahead. Yeah, I see it. Hey, Jace, look. There's a car coming down the ranch road. Really raising dust, too. Step on it. Block them off the intersection before they get on this highway. We'll beat them to it, all right. Hey, they spotted us. Car's turning. And we're almost the ranch road. Keep low. You get cut, Jace? No. Get their tires when I turn in after them. Yeah. Good shot. Hey, they turn turtle. Out. Look out, Steve. That slave breaking for the trees. I'll get him. You dig Morrison out of the rack. Right. You miss, Slade. I won't miss again. You're going to have to step out and take better aim than that. I got Morrison, Jace. You're up, Slade. We'll lick. You better listen to him, Slade. Uh, all right, Ranger. Guess it'd be crazy to shoot it off. I'm coming. I'm dropping my gun. Both hands up. Get that arm from behind your back. I can't. I hurt my arm and my back when the car turned. Watch him, Jake! Oh! Come on, Morrison. Uh, still had one rattlesnake trick left, didn't he? Yeah. His last one. I'll send somebody out for his body. All right, Morrison, let's get back to town. My company should have all your friends rounded up by now, including that phony grand jury you stacked. You won't keep us long. I wouldn't bet on that, Morrison. You won't be handling the prosecution this time, and the judge won't be one of your partners. Get moving, mister. You've got a long way to go. County conspiracy was smashed and 12 key men were convicted and sentenced to jail terms ranging from 10 to 50 years. Since then, Ames County has become a model American community. And now here again is the star of our show, Joel McRae. Texans are mighty proud of their state, and the story that best illustrates that pride has made the rounds for many years. It was started by an old Texas ranger whose son was going off to war. In parting, the ranger gave him this advice. Son, you're going to be with fellas from all over the world. There's one thing you must never do. Never ask a man where he's from. If he's from Texas, he'll tell you. And if he isn't, don't embarrass him by asking. Good night, folks. See you next week. Week, Joel McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Joel McRae is currently seen starring in the Universal International Technicolor production, Frenchie. Tonight's cast included Tony Barrett, Lillian Byeth, Herb Ellis, Ken Christie, Byron Kane, Tom McKee, Lamont Johnson, and Herb Vigran. This story was transcribed and adapted by Joel Mercott, and the program was produced and directed by Stacy Keach. Hal Gibney speaking. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. Tomorrow evening, Gordon McRae sings for you as the Railroad Hour presents a melodic adaptation of One Touch of Venus, 
Gordon's guest for tomorrow's Railroad Hour production is Ginny Sims. The Telephone Hour tomorrow brings you celebrated contralto Marian Anderson as featured artist. Miss Anderson will offer a group of spirituals and operatic selections accompanied by Donald Voorhees and the orchestra. Phil Baker asks the $64 question next on NBC. The National Broadcasting Company presents Joel McRae in Tales of the Texas Rangers. Tonight, transcribed from Hollywood, another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. Texas, more than 260,000 square miles. And 50 men who make up the most famous and oldest law enforcement body in North America. of the Texas Rangers come these stories based on fact. Only names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. Case for tonight, Can Death. It is 1.15 a.m., January 26, 1940. Bob Farragut, a rancher, comes awake slowly. As his eyes open, a wave of nausea sweeps over him, and he breaks into a cold sweat. He throws back the covers, staggers to his feet, noticing that his wife has left her place beside him. May? May? Where are you? May? What's the matter? Why are you out of bed? Oh, Bob. I feel so, so sick. Yeah, I feel kind of funny myself. I was just putting some water on my face. What's the matter with me? You're as white as a sheet. You better get back and lie down. <laughs> funny, I can hardly stay on my feet without holding on to something. You're all perspired. Oh, Bob, what can it be? I don't know. Unless we're all coming down with the flu or something. Kids act it kind of funny before they went to bed. I was up with them about 11 o'clock. They were complaining about stomach aches. Wait. We better go have a look at them. If they feel like we do, I'm going to call the doc. Now they, they seem to be all right now. Both sleeping. Better close the window by Petey's bed. Janet's got covers kicked off. I'll put a quilt over it. We better get back to bed ourselves. Have Doc out in the morning. Oh, I never felt so sick. Bob! What is it? What's the matter? Oh, Janet's face. Feels the funny. Bob, she isn't breathing. She feels the cold. Now, don't go getting yourself excited. I'll wake her up. Janet? Janet? Wake up, baby. Janet! Wake up, baby! Wake up! Petey! Wake up, Petey! Oh! Petey! Oh, what's the matter with him? Doc. Gotta call the doc right away. Up! Don't leave me! Stop! May! 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 Gotta get him. Get somebody to help. Gotta get downstairs to the phone. later when a neighbor noticed Farragut's milk cows wandering in pain as the result of not being milked. The sheriff was summoned, along with a medical examiner who made a preliminary diagnosis of poisoning. 
bodies were moved into town for autopsy. And the sheriff called for the aid of a Texas ranger. Ranger Jace Pearson was assigned. Everything in this medicine cabinet seems to be innocent enough, Jace. Your deputy checked the garbage cans and refuse bins? Yeah, no empty bottle of any kind. Just a few cans, vegetable peel, and stuff like that. I'll need some wrapping to pack these bottles in so they can be flown to the lab for examination. Probably find what you need downstairs. Jace, I've been in office nine years. And this is the dirtiest killing I've ever had. Seem pretty sure this wasn't an accident. Not with kids being affected. Farragut's are mighty careful people. Car pulling up outside. Yeah, it must be the doc with the autopsy report. No, Sid Mack. Farragut's partner in this range. Who did it, Sheriff? Sid, if I knew that, I wouldn't be standing here. You gotta do something about this. I don't want anybody getting away with it. You can post a $5,000 reward for the killer in my name. Make it ten. Make it anything I got. Take it easy, Sid. I know how you feel. Uh, Sheriff tells me you own half this place. That's right, Ranger. How come you haven't been out here in a couple of days? Well, I don't live on the place. It was just an investment to me. I got a hardware store in town, living there. I see. You know anybody who was packing a grudge against the Farragut's? Against Bob and May and those kids? It would take a madman to want to hurt them. Oh, Jace, that's Doc's car coming out. Good. Why does everything take so long? Everybody's standing around waiting instead of doing something. There's no point in doing anything until you know what you're doing. When Doc tells us what killed the Farragut's, we'll have something to trace. Oh, I'm sorry, Ranger. It's all right, Mr. Mack. Howdy. Howdy, Doc. You know Sid. This is Ranger Pierce. Hello, Sid. Hey, Ranger. Yeah, the results of the autopsies are kind of surprising, Sheriff. Death in all four cases is accidental. Well, accidental. accidental? No doubt about it. Deaths were caused by botulism. What's that? It's the result of improper home cannon. Stomach content showed the Farragut's had made their last meal on green beans, potatoes, and canned sausage meat. There's nothing in that to kill them. Yes, there is, Mr. Mack. The doc's right. Cannon meat at home is tricky business, Sid. Should be done under steam pressure at high temperature. If it isn't, uh, bacteria forms and it's plenty deadly. You sure that's what killed him, Doc? Bacteria was unmistakable, Sheriff. It was the sausage meat. Nothing else. I uh, guess we should be thankful in a way. It's nice to know it wasn't murder. Dead. Just from sitting down to a meal. And they're all dead. Well, Jace, looks like I brought you down here for nothing. I don't know, Sheriff. Looks like we've got a real job on our hands anyhow. What do you mean, Ranger? The sheriff and I have fine-combed the house. There's nothing in there that's home canned and no equipment for home canning. Hey, that's right. All we did find was one cannon jar on the kitchen drain board. Must have been washed out along with the dishes from the last meal aid. Are you sure of that? Wasn't even a steam boiler big enough for home canning. And a woman doesn't just put up one jar. She cans in batches, and the whole batch might be contaminated. Women do pass out samples of their home cannon to neighbors and friends. That jar must have been a gift. Quite a gift. Like a stick of dynamite with a lighted fuse. Somebody around here must have a pantry full of poison, and they don't know it. You mean what happened to the Farragut's could happen to somebody else? It will happen to somebody else if we don't find out where that sausage meat came from and fast. Sheriff, you better get all your deputies and a bunch of volunteers out here right away. We'll need them to make direct contact with anybody in the area who can't be reached by phone. We've got to warn anybody that may have given the Farragut's that sausage meat. I'll call them right away. Now ask the phone company to put on a staff and make calls to every listing. Right, Jase. Is there anything I can do, Ranger? You got your car. You can take an area when the sheriff and I map it out. I can help you there. I'd rather use you in another way if you don't mind, Doc. Drive into town, go to the newspaper and the local radio station, ask them to get out a warning. Right. You want me to come back, then? No, you better stand by in town and pray that we don't bring in another case for the hospital or the morgue. For five days and nights, we covered the territory, the shacks and farms and ranch houses without phones, and then doubled back on the phone listings that hadn't answered, running down the whereabouts of people away on business trips or vacations that we couldn't locate the source of the contaminated meat. If only somebody would come forward and admit that they can to stuff the Farragut's ate, we'd know we were safe. Uh, they may be afraid of being held responsible for the deaths. Uh, there is something to wonder about. Well, we're almost back to my office. Maybe one of the other men has left a report. What time is it? Almost midnight. Yeah, here we are.
party. Uh, howdy. You Sarah Kingman? That's right. This is Ranger Pearson. Hello. What can I do for you? My name's Burton. I just came down from Dallas. I'm an investigator for the Midland and Frontier Insurance Company. We understand that you're still investigating the death of the Farragut family. Well, we're trying to find the source of the stuff that killed him, if that's what you mean. Then this isn't a criminal investigation? No. Deaths were accidental. What's your interest, Mr. Burton? Well, Ranger, it is unusual for an entire family to be killed, except for a highway accident or a fire, some natural calamity. And the Farragut's were all heavily insured by my company. I'm just making a routine checkup before we pay the beneficiary's claim of $30,000. $30,000? You say your company insured all the Farragut's? That's right. $10,000 each on Farragut and his wife, 5000 each on the children. All the Farragut's are dead, though. Who is the beneficiary? Mr. Farragut's partner, Sid Mack. Sid Mack? How long ago were those policies written, Mr. Burton? A uh, little over a year ago, when the partnership was formed. That's the main reason my company wanted to make certain about your investigation. It's a matter of routine for partners to insure each other, but... Uh... But this involved Farragut's whole family. Yes. However, since there's no criminal investigation, we'll have to honor Mr. Mack's claim. Thanks for your time, Sheriff. Uh, just a second, Mr. Burton. Yes? If I were you, I wouldn't recommend payment of that claim just yet. But the Sheriff just said that there's no criminal investigation. There wasn't a minute ago, but there is now. You are listening to Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Chase Pearson. We continue now with tonight's case, Can Death, an authentic story from the files of the Texas Rangers. In the morning, Sheriff Kingman got a search warrant for Sid Mack's house. Mack had already left for the hardware store, but we were admitted by his hired girl. She was young and frightened. She watched us in silence as we started our search and then disappeared. Nothing in here, Jase. Mm, nothing in the pantry, either. Let's try the attic. Mm. That girl scooted mighty quick, didn't she? Yeah, she probably told Mac what we're doing by now. Could have kept her here until we were through. Yeah, doesn't make any difference. He'd know sooner or later. And if anything's here, he won't be able to stop us from finding it. This door here. We're not going to find anything, Jase. If there was more of that contaminated food, he'd be stupid to have it around. And if he did kill the Farragut, he's not stupid. Oh, this whole job is too clever. No job is perfect. There's always a slip someplace. Let's move those crates. Okay. Uh, nothing in these things, Jase. Better look in those barrels, too. Yeah. Hey, hold it. Somebody's coming upstairs. Mac, I reckon. You and the ranger up there, Sheriff? That's right, Mac. What's the idea? Just having a look around, Mac. We've got a search warrant. Maybe you're going to need more than a search warrant. I had a call from an insurance man named Burton this morning. Yeah, we had a call from him last night. That's why we're here. I've got a legitimate insurance claim, but you've stopped it from being paid. It'll be paid in due time, if it should be paid. Is that so, Ranger? Well, let me tell you something. I think the way you stopped that claim constitutes slander. You think of any reason why I shouldn't slap a lawsuit on the two of you? No, Mac. Not anymore, and I can think of a reason why you insured Farragut's wife and two kids. Then maybe I'll give you the reason, Sheriff. Farragut knew I had them all insured. You can't insure somebody without them knowing it. The company will tell you that. Farragut was my friend. You understand that? My friend. Sure, I insured his wife. If he'd lost her and been left with the two kids, he'd need somebody to take care of them, and that cost money. Farragut could have insured her himself? So I did it for him. And I loved his kids. I don't have any, and they, they were like my own. The policies I had on them weren't just life insurance policies. They were endowment policies, too, to pay for the education. Now, what's wrong about that, Sheriff? Nothing wrong, Mac. If what you're saying is true... Ask the insurance man. Ask him. Out at the ranch, before we found out what killed the Farragut's, when we thought they'd been murdered, I offered to put up everything I have as a reward, didn't I? Well, didn't I? Yes, Mac, you did. I'm glad you mentioned that, Mac, because it brought something to my mind. Something that's been trying to register, and you just brought it out. What do you mean? How long you been in the hardware business? Mm, Eleven years. Why? Because when Doc told us the Farragut's died from food poisoning, from food that wasn't canned properly, he had to draw you a blueprint. 
You didn't seem to know anything about it. I don't know anything about it. No? Don't you sell canning equipment at the hardware store? Well, uh... we can go over to the store and have a look, Mac. All right. So I sell canning equipment. Any hardware store does. What does that prove? Companies that make canning equipment usually put out instruction booklets, too, telling how the equipment should be used. And those booklets contain a warning about the possibility of food poisoning. Maybe they do. I never read one of them. Don't kid me, Mac. Man who's been handling a line for 11 years has to know the answers when customers ask about the stuff he's selling. If he doesn't, he doesn't last 11 years in the business. You're covering up, Mac. That doesn't look good. So, it doesn't look good. All right, Sheriff. What are you going to do about it? Arrest me for telling a lie? Don't be smart, Mac. I don't even know why I'm bothering to talk to you. You got your warrant. Go ahead and search. But you're not going to find anything here. No canning equipment and no canned sausage meat. So go ahead, search your heart out. Mac wasn't hedging anymore, but having him out in the open made me feel uncomfortable. He was too defiant, too sure of himself. We finished our search, but we found nothing. We started back for the sheriff's office. He knows something about those desks, Jace. Radically told us so, right to our faces. I know. Can't prove anything. Yeah, he could have brought cannon equipment home from the store. Could have taken it any place. Then ditched it when he was finished. He'd need more than just the equipment, Sheriff. What? Hog meat? Might have bought a hog. I had one butchered at some farm around here. But which one? We checked every house in the territory once, warning them about the meat. I reckon we'll have to check them again from a different angle. Be a job. Some folks off in the backwoods keep a hog or two. We'll check them all. I'm towing a double horse trailer. We can load your mount in with charcoal in case we need him for the woods or hill country. Matter of fact, places off the beaten trail might be our best bet. I know it's going to be done, Jase, but even if we find a place, can't jail him for buying hog meat. Just the same, it's our next step. And it might be the step that starts Mac on his way to a cell. work. Grim, routine, discouraging work. The game of questions and answers without ever getting the right answer. In three days, we checked all the spots that could be reached by car. And then we switched to the horses and rode into the backwoods. These backwoods people are kind of tight mouthed, Jay. Yeah, so I've noticed. I guess they figure the world doesn't want to share the trouble, so they hold up back here. You see what I mean next place we come to? Crazy Annie. Crazy Annie? That's what to call her. She isn't really crazy, just kind of strange. As a son, feeble-minded. They had him at the state asylum for a while, but he was harmless, so they let him go. Old lady came into the woods with him, and, well, they've been here ever since. They got hogs? Yeah, hogs, a couple of chickens. That's about all they have got. Oh, yeah, they got one other thing. The meanest dog in the state of Texas. Keep your eye open for him when we ride up. Don't they keep him tied? Yeah, yeah, but he chews loose. Hates everybody but the old lady and her son. Place is just through this clump of trees. Hey, hold it, Sheriff. Ooh, ooh, Charlie. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hold it. Yeah, look at that. Mound of earth covered with rocks and a cross sticking up at the head. Looks like a grave. Uh-huh. Reckon Luke did that, old Annie's son. Always burying dead birds and things. Gives them all first-class funerals. Oh. Now, get up, Chuck. Oh, come on, boy. Uh, there's Luke now. Luke! You scared him. He took off for the woods like a jackrabbit. Yeah, never know how he's going to act. I don't see any dog anyplace. No, first time I come here that he hasn't tried to sample my pants. Oh, there's the old lady coming out of the shack now. Yeah, I see her. Oh, hold on. Oh, Charlie. Howdy, Annie. You frightened my Luke. Why do you come to frighten him? We don't mean him any harm, ma'am. We just came to see you. Where's your dog, Annie? I don't want him sneaking up on me. The devil came for him. He's dead. And Luke cries for him. He's afraid in the night without the dog. Maybe you're just as well off, Annie. That hound might have turned on you sometime. How are the hogs coming? See, the sow has a new litter. Those sucklings ought to make good canning. Uh, Maybe you got some canned meat that I could buy. I ain't got nothing canned. Not until we butcher. That's true, Jace. Ford checked her shells when we were warning everybody. I see. You ever give any canned sausage meat to the Farragut's? I never give them nothing. Why are people always asking me that? You know the Farragut's are dead, don't you, Annie? 
If you never gave anything to the Farraguts, did you ever give or sell any canned sausage to Sid Mack? Or any hog meat, or even a live hog? Well, did you, Annie? You got a right to sell what you own. I don't know the man you talk about. Now, don't lie to us, Annie. We're friends. You know that, don't you? I never sold him nothing. I never did. He never come up here. All right, Annie. Want to write on, Jace? No sense trying to catch Luke. When he's scary like he is today, he can't even talk. Yeah, let's go. Goodbye, ma'am. Goodbye, Ann. Up, Charlie. Up, boy. Of course, it's hard to tell with anybody like that, Jace, but she seemed to tighten up when you mentioned Sid Mack. She did. Her hands started to work nerves. And the boy Luke ran when he saw me. Of course, he's done that before. If they can give us any information, it isn't going to be easy to get. I got an idea. Maybe a wrong one, but it's worth a shot. Let's turn back for town. Come on, Charlie. Come on, boy. Come on. You gonna tackle Mac again? No. I want to see the doctor. Well, there's a complete chapter on botulism in this book, Jace. Now... What was it you wanted to know? This food poisoning from improper canning, Doc, does it always happen? I mean, if the batch wasn't cooked the proper length of time or if it wasn't sealed under the proper steam pressure, would it necessarily be poisoned? No, not necessarily. It could be all right. I just wanted to make sure. Well, what's your point, Jase? If Mac put up that contaminated meat, he'd have no way of knowing it was bad without testing it. So since he wouldn't test it on himself... He didn't test it on anybody else, either. There'd have been another death or somebody sick enough for Doc to know about. Mac wouldn't have gambled on the Farragut's just getting sick. He wouldn't have even gotten the food to him unless he was sure it was deadly. Well, he could have tested it on an animal. Would an animal eat that food, Doc? Well, the meat would seem all right by taste or smell. Yes, yes, an animal would eat it. That's all I wanted to know, Doc. Sheriff, we're going for another ride in the woods. I think I know what for. Shouldn't take two guesses. We're going to dig up Luke's dog and send it to the lab at Austin. I want to know what that dog died from. We took Deputy Ford with us to stay on guard and keep old Annie and Luke from leaving their shack. We dug up the dog and sent it to Austin. The answer fit. Death by food poisoning. Sheriff and I rode back to the shack in the woods. Old Annie was white and shaking and her son huddled in a corner. His eyes enormous and frightened. His lips numb. Annie, believe me, nobody's going to hurt you or Luke. But you've got to help us. You had no reason to harm the Farraguts. We know that. But we're after the man who did have a reason. I don't know. I don't know. All you have to do is tell us. Was Mac here? Did you sell him anything? Or can anything under his direction? I guess it's no use, Jace. Yeah, we can try again when we get to town. Any you and Luke will have to come with us. We're taking you in. I don't want to come back. Luke. Luke, listen to me. We're only taking you into town. I wouldn't have to do that if you or your mother would answer my question. They're lying, boss. They want to take me back there. Mr. Mack says they take me back. Mack says? Wait a minute, Sheriff. Where did Mr. Mack say they were going to take you, Luke? You know where. The place where they took me before. They ain't going to take you, Luke. I won't let him. Yes, I think he means the asylum. That's what he does mean. That's the key to why he won't talk. Wait, I got a hunch. Luke. Mac isn't a good man. He killed your dog. Well, he did, didn't he? No. He was always giving me stuff to feed him. My dog died. He died. You're getting to him, Jase. We don't want to send you away, Luke. Mac lied. He's the one. He wants to send you away. No. He tried to help me. He told me who was trying to help me send back there. It was Mr. Farragut, that's who. Don't tell him, Luke. Don't say any more. You better let him talk, Annie, because if Mac didn't kill the Farragut's, then Luke did. He didn't. He didn't mean to. He didn't know what he was doing. Mr. Mac said I should be nice to Mr. Farragut and his wife. Then they wouldn't send me away. What do you mean by telling you to be nice? He said I should go and bring him a present. He gave me the present to bring. Something nice for them to eat. Something in a jar? Something canned? Yeah, the same kind of stuff he always 
kept giving me to feed my dog. And my dog died, and Mr. Fraggett and his lady and the little babies, they died too. That's it, Jace. Making him an accessory to the murder of four people. I know. But with Luke's background and with a smart defense attorney in court scaring him and confusing him, Luke's story wouldn't hold up. Mac would get away with it. But what else can we do? You gotta find the rest of that food and prove it passed through Mac's hands. He had a batch of it. Kept feeding the dog samples until he found a jar that was deadly. Annie? Your boy's in trouble. You know that, don't you? Leave him alone. How much of that stuff did Mac bring up here? A lot. But he kept it hid someplace in the woods, except in what he fed the dog. He didn't tell us why. And after the dog died, that's when he got the jar from his hiding place for Luke to take to the Farragut's, wasn't it? Luke never knew what killed the dog till after. No. <laughs> Mr. Farragut, he thanked me and he gave me a half dollar. And the lady, she, she smiled at me. Pretty. Luke. Do you know where Mac hid that food? Did you see him digging any place? Did you follow him? I, I never know where he kept it. He always went over the hill, way over where it's all rock. That rock formation across the gully, Jace, about a mile from here. Think he left the stuff there? Yeah, it wouldn't be safe for him to cart around. He had to leave it someplace. Come on. We're going to need more men, Sheriff. We may have an all-night digging party. Warren! Yeah, Sheriff. Just watering the horses. Well, hop on yours pronto and head for the nearest ranch. Get on the phone and call for deputies. Tell them to bring shovels and keep their mouths shut about where they're going. I want them up here right away. We dug by flashlight and torchlight. Finally, we found it. A burlap sack loaded with jars of sausage meat. Canned death. We rushed back to town, and just after dawn, a fingerprint crew flew in from Austin... I held my breath. All we needed was a print. One fingerprint belonging to Sid Mack. We got it. More than one. There were sets on every jar. By that time, his store was open and we went for him. Well, Sheriff and the Ranger, what uh, bright ideas have you got this time? Got an idea? We're going to lock you up, Mack. You can drop that smile, Mack. Luke was just as scared of us as he was of you. We know the whole story. Well... Guess fellas with your mentality might believe, Luke, but a jury won't. You know what the law says about a reasonable doubt? We also found a few buried samples of your canning, Mac, with your fingerprints all over the jars. Just yours. So? Like you once said, I sell canning equipment, and I handle the stuff I sell. So my prints were on the jars. Smart, isn't he, Sheriff? Regular genius. Thanks. Sorry I can't return the compliment. You're just like all the smart ones, Mac. You just made one mistake, and it was a real stupid one. About those prints. You had to put them on the jars after they were filled, when the canning was completed. Any prints that were on before would have been boiled off. Don't go back to hammer, Mac. Don't make me put a bullet in you. Because heaven knows, Mac, I'm tempted. Wait a minute, Sheriff. I'm not resisting. I'm not touching anything. All right. Better lock the door, Mac. You won't be coming back. Sid Mac was brought to trial on August 3rd, 1940. He was convicted of premeditated murder... And on April 19th, 1941, he died in the electric chair. Next week, Joel McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Joel McRae is currently seen starring in the Universal International Technicolor production, Frenchie. Tonight's cast included Tony Barrett, Paul Fries, Virginia Craig, Will Wright, Ken Christie, Joe Forte, Edmund McDonald, and Don Diamond. This story was transcribed and adapted by Joel Murcott, and the program was produced and directed by Stacy Keach. Hal Gibney speaking.
Three chimes mean good times on NBC. Gordon McRae sings for you tomorrow evening as the Railroad Hour presents a melodic adaptation of the dramatic opera Madam Butterfly. Gordon's guest for this Railroad Hour presentation is lovely soprano Nadine Connor. And your Monday of music tomorrow also includes a concert by the voice of Firestone with guest artist Eugene Conley. Bill Baker asks the $64 question next on NBC. The National Broadcasting Company presents Joel McRae in Tales of the Texas Rangers. Tonight, transcribed from Hollywood, another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. Texas, more than 200 and...